This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Fellow Fox fans, Aha. it's Sunday night. It's another late one, but do you not mind staying up when we uh, when we play like that? We like watching Brazil again, won't it? How are we feeling? We've got to. Have we got to be happy? I think we've got to be happy because uh, we won, and we didn't just win. I thought we won convincingly. Tell me if you agree. If you disagree. This is coming across all right because I'm having so many internet problems today and it is not going well at all today. Uh, if you are watching, then don't forget where you can catch us. You can catch us, well, everywhere basically, but we are live in YouTube on Lester Till I Die TV. Give us a subscribe um, and give that notification bell a little click as well. On Periscope and Twitter at Lester TID and obviously on Facebook in the group Lester Till I Die. If you're on Facebook, click on the StreamYard link. When it brings your comments up, we can just see who we're talking to. We want your comments, so feel free to comment on the game, man of the match, how you thought we played. Um, 
<laughs> was that the real Leicester? Who knows? If you want to watch us on Catch Up, we are out there on Catch Up. You can pick us on, like I say, the YouTube channel, or you can pick us up on podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and all the other main uh, podcast uh, operators under Leicester Till I Die. Um, yeah, it's the post-match show, and we've got a special guest once again this evening. Um, and this it's gentleman. the post-match show with special guest. Xbox Julian Watts. So let's uh, bring the aforementioned gentleman in. Julian, good evening. Hi, Chris. You're right. I'm very happy. I don't know how this is coming across because it's absolutely playing up at my end, but uh, got to be happy, haven't we? Yeah, it started a bit funny, but uh, once we got the goals, obviously it was just game management and I thought we were really, really comfortable. I mean, the second half was a bit of a non-event, but happy to see that because it was in our favour. So, great results and puts us in a great spot in the league. And let's bring... I mean, I think we'll even probably get a smile off Brad today. We, we might even get a song. <laughs> yeah, I won't go that far. I won't go that far. Good evening, Brad. Evening, gents. How are you both? Hi, Brad. You are right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. After that, I'm you, very happy. I'm going to say you got it was a tale of two halves, very much, and we'll, we'll come on to that later. Say tale of two halves. In the second half, we we did what we had to do, but that first half, Julian, we we just controlled it, didn't we? We did. I felt like in the first sort of ten, fifteen minutes, it actually looked like it, it it possibly could have gone either way. They were attacking, created a couple of chances. I mean, Welbeck had a great opportunity and. We all know that goals change games, so if he puts that away, it might have been a different story. But once we got our noses in front, it seemed to settle us down, and then the goals came quickly, uh, and then it, you know it was just game over. Uh, and they didn't really have a much response to us, Brighton. Obviously, Brendan made the change, which was you know changed the game really, turned it on its head. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think really Graham Potter had any answer to that. He, he said in his post-match interview that he he made some changes, but I didn't really see anything in their formation and. Uh, I thought Justin had a great game down the right. It was, I know yeah. Madison scored the goals, but I thought he, he personally, for me, with what he contributed to the game, was my man of the match. Uh, so he had a great game with a couple of assists and literally that changed by the manager. So uh, big congrats to Brendan. Um, absolutely changed the game in our favour. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, Brad, how it can change game from game. And, you know, one week we can be criticising, the next week we can be sort of, you know, praising and, and saying, you know, what a masterful tactician he is. I mean, when we came back to sort of, you know, we looked at the team at the start and uh, it, it, it was sort of three at the back. We, we spoke briefly before the game. Uh, you know, neither of us are that keen on that. We think we played better before. But, you know, what do we know? Well, I'd, I'd like to say in a little bit of tongue machine, we actually know what we're talking about sometimes because uh, <laughs> after the 10-minute spell, which Julian pointed to, where Brighton were very much still in the game and it was very end-to-end, and this, we actually switched to a back line of four and then we took control of the game. So maybe Brendan does watch this show after all because <laughs> it, it didn't start with the best of defensive work, did it? You know, Welbeck getting in behind our back line, a great uh, save by Schmeichel. And then after that, after them changes were made, we never really looked back. And like Julian Watts says, if Brighton did change things, maybe the half-time score had already done the damage to the players' mentality, but I didn't notice it. They just seemed to approach us the same way and and, and we took control and we never really looked back, as I say. It was uh, it was pleasing to see. And uh, I told you we'd end up looking back on them 
little blips in the season of Fulham and, sh- and, and that and, and say we'd be forgetting about it by now because no one's talking about them all of a sudden again, are they? Any surprises for you there, Julian, in that starting lineup when you saw it? No, I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about it a few times and particularly highlighted in the Fulham game that, you know, I don't think any of us are keen on the back three. And, you know, tonight it works. I'm still not convinced it's the right way uh, forward. You know, I'd like to see us with a back four. I think we've got, you know, we've got the players who can play in those positions. So, but, you know, the manager works with the players every day and he sees things that we don't. So you sort of, you have to respect that. And in the, in the fact that they did get it right tonight, but, you know, it's just, you know, the way the game fell for us tonight. It felt good. You know, we got the goals at the right time. If we hadn't have done it, it might have been different. It would have been sat here bemoaning the back three again. So, you know, games are funny things. You know, we look like, like I say, the Fulham game was like terrible and we, we were all sort of saying the formation was wrong and it changed at half time. Why doesn't he start with that? Um, but, you know, like I say, it's, it's something they're obviously working on, something he believes in and it's paid off tonight. So, uh, you know, we have to sort of, uh, you know, give a heads up to the gaffer. I think it was James, um, James Madison, Brad, after the game. And I'll, I'll just go through this with you, then we'll bring some comments in. They work on it, apparently, on the training ground, swapping sides and moving players around mid-game if they have to. Welbeck obviously had you know that chance. Had that gone in, we could have been looking, obviously, at a different game. And we all know Welbeck likes to score against us. But... It was it was a big change. Brendan saw that, swapped the side, you know, Justin to do the side. And as Julian said earlier, you know, for me, he was up there as a possible man of the match. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, it just just shows the and that you know, you know, the actual ability of Brendan as a manager that he a saw it quickly because I mean, mm. you know, sometimes you set up for a formation and when your your opponents line up don't line up how you expect them to, it can catch you off guard and. For all the talk that we don't have a plan B, the fact that the manager recognised it and switched it quickly to a, a back line of four and the players were able to make that um, transition almost... I'd, you didn't even recognise it for the first couple mm. of minutes. You couldn't even tell they'd done oh. it. It just looked a better performance and it was so fluid and it's just credit all round. And I think for tonight, <laughs> I think I'm going to be extra nice of Alan and, and agree with his ratings because I think he got them spot on tonight. <laughs> you know, we'll come on. Yeah, we'll come on to those later. I mean, we're very, we're very quick to crit- criticize a manager. I mean, it goes with the job. You know, you stand up there, the book stops with you, so to speak. So it's nice to sort of give him, give him some, um, some praise. For, you know, uh, when it goes right. You know, when he makes the changes and it goes right. Yeah. And we still got to think over the whole season. You know, the guy has had. You know, along with Liverpool, the worst injury list, you know, in, in the Premier League. And he's been playing two games a week, and that's still the case next week. And, you know, we're still sat there. Well, we're third in the table now. Let's just bring some comments in here, um, if it's going to work for me. Uh, a Facebook user here, evening guys. No idea who you are, but if you can uh, um, add your names at the end of them, if you don't want to click on the link, that's, that's a help. Um, is this going to work at all tonight? I just don't think this just think seems to be working for me. So I'm going to have it's to read them out. Ah, here we go. Next five league games are interesting. If we still up their game on, Christmas is always an interesting time for the games. And uh, yes, we've got Man United yeah. and we've got we've got Spuds as well. Uh, this one is just... Uh, we'll do this now and get it out of the way for you, Brad. Uh, I presume this is Brett because they've not signed in. My missus thought you was James Madison for a second. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we're, we're, we're becoming a dear, a, a dear Deirdre thing here, aren't we, really? But I tell you yeah. what, 
Brett, message me separately. I'll give Brad your Mrs. number and they can just get on with it, you know. <laughs> next time, next time, Julian, it'll just be you and me, okay? <laughs> Great. I'll be busy. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, <laughs> moving on. Um, spot on with JJ as man of the match. He's phenomenal again tonight. He's really come in this season. Somebody had him down in the group, um, Julian, as um, uh, as the most improved player. But he's come in. He's come from Luton. He's probably played more than you would have expected him to with sort of the you know our normal players that we had. But he, he's proven. You know, he, he's he, he doesn't look out of place at all, does he? No, he doesn't. I mean, you know, I've not seen every game, but the games I've seen, he looks fairly comfortable. He's got, uh, you know, he's a good athlete as well. He can get up and down, which modern day, um, you know, fullbacks have to do. And he seems very comfortable. And like I say, some games work out better than others. And tonight, the game just really worked out for him. And he was able to yeah, attack. Brighton's uh, formation was really narrow and he had loads of space, but he, he made the use of it. And, you know, not all players do, and he did. So uh, credit to him. And I just thought, I mean, I think I saw something... Uh, on the stats afterwards, they had more touches than anyone on the pitch. It was 89 touches. Uh, um, and like I say, he made use of them. So I thought he had an excellent game. And like I say, Madison scores two great goals. But I just thought contribution, you know, to the team in 90 minutes, I, I thought he edged it for me. Yeah. Brad, I mean, Mark mentioned there earlier. The, I mean, I, I sat down. We, we got a corner in the first minute. And I'm sat down there with my notepad thinking, right, are we going to get this past the first man? <laughs> we've been doing short corners today again you know Brighton have got a very big defence was that something Brendan's looked at and maybe like you say Brendan's watched this and said God, well, maybe they've got a point with this uh, with this corner thing it, it was different it worked tonight again didn't it it did and I think that just proves a little bit that maybe certain players out there they just prefer a ball to have a bit of pre-movement on it before they get a good cross onto it you, you know I think the one thing we've been bemoaning the, the the worst about Madison was his corner taking. You know, we know his free kicks have been off the boil, but he can hit a good free kick. So we know he's always got one in his locker. The concern was when uh, when a team gets a corner, normally you're thinking it's a second bite of the cherry. And thus far this season, it's been, oh, well, that attack was nice while it lasted sort of thing. Because mm. you just knew it wasn't going to get on a Leicester head or beat the first man. So... You know, maybe maybe that's just something that he's trying to do. You know, while whilst we haven't got someone who can take it directly, find a way to implement it so he can put a decent ball in, or all Brighton can put the cross in on a on a moving ball. And it's a bit hard to defend because you're in that mindset as a defender, whether when the ball goes out or past the edge of the box to kind of push out a bit, and you don't want to do that with a team like ours because we're quite pacey going forward, and we've got the right men to kind of hold that line and break it like we did for. Vardy's goal today, you know, the you don't I mean, want to talking push too of, far uh, out. Talking, yeah, talking of Vardy, uh, Julian, um, 222 games today equaled Muzzy uh, its record for Premier League games. Oh, fantastic. I mean, his story is a fantastic story from start to finish. Uh, he's been a fantastic, you know, signing for Leicester. It's a shame about the you know, the situation internationally with the England team, you know, obviously with Harry Kane, because I still think he should 
feature in that, but fair play to him for, you know, uh, for, for pulling himself out. But it, it just means that he's, he's rested and raring to go every time he puts a shirt on for Leicester. And I think I mentioned it before when we spoke about him, even at his age, he's still the same player that he was when he was a young lad. He's still going in behind all the time where a lot of strikers get to an age and, you know, they just want the ball to feet because the, the physicality's changed. He's still very, very keen to get in behind. He makes those runs. He's not lost any pace. Works hard for the team and, and knows where the you know where the goal is. And I think he's I think he's second in the league table now in the goal scoring league table. So uh, yeah, absolute great achievement and a fantastic signing for the club. Yeah, and I mean I know um, I mean I was I was watching on Amazon and Alan Shearer was actually the co-commentator and he was actually purring about <laughs> Jamie Vardy and he was like liking him likening Jamie to himself in the fact that you know. He stopped playing for England, so it gave him a bit more, um, you know, break time. You know, when, when there's an international break, which was better for his club career. The manager understood him. Um, he actually had, I think it was a half time, and I know Brad, come to you because I know you love the stats so much. But yeah. he's not. Um, <laughs> he had the fewest touches. Uh, I think he only had nine touches. But then when you when you can do with those nine touches, what he does. You don't need, like I say, the sort of player he is. And like Julian just said, you know, he's 34 now. He can't be having 30-odd touches or whatever a game. But, and this is a stat that I think you will like, for every two and a half shots he has at goal, he scores a goal. That, I mean, that is it's an impressive individual stats. Mm. Look, them stats are a bit different to what I mean when I say, obviously, the match day stats. I mean, my biggest yeah. concern is I don't care how many shots you have and it's one to go in the net that count. And there was a point that's been made a lot recently, and it's kind of like an ever-running thing, I suppose, with Vardy in the long term. But it was mentioned tonight that the commentator, on, on the way I was watching, he said, oh, Vardy's not seen much of it. And then instantly, the, his co-commentator replied, yeah, but as we've seen, he doesn't need much of it. You know, we saw with Sheffield United, he didn't get the ball that much. But when he did, you, you almost put your mortgage on him scoring. And that's just Jamie through and through, and it's always... It's always been the case. And 33 years of old, he's hit 10 goals in the Premier League this season. There's there's not many at his age that have done it more than him. I think I saw a top 10 list. And Mr Tony Cotty, 33 years plus, scored 13 goals at that age. And, you know, Vardy's only three off that. So we could, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, yeah. it's not something to be taken lightly. That he's done that and it's only in December. It's very impressive going. Going from one end of the pitch to the other, uh, and coming back to Julian, uh, Christian Fuchs. I mean, I I, um, I had a, a spot on Talk Sport this morning on the warm up show with uh, Max and Barry. And Barry, yeah, was, you can't have a serious sort of interview, a serious football interview with them two guys. But Barry was saying, like, what is it with Fuchs? You know, he keeps saying he wants to go back to his wife in New York. His kids are in New York. He's got a business in New York. And we keep we keep getting him to sign another year contract. You know, and I said it's, it's a bit like the Hotel California. Once you come to Leicester, you can't, you can't leave. But again, you know, I know Vardy's got, got that stats today, Julian, but... Christian Fuchs, 150 games up for uh, for Leicester today. He, he's been invaluable, hasn't he? He has. I mean, I think we spoke again about it last time, and he got booked early doors tonight with a bit of a you know a clumsy challenge. Someone came came past him a bit too easily. I mean, for me, if we're a top sort of fourth, sixth team, something like that, you know, I would say he's been a fantastic servant for the club. We all know that, but you know, he would be more for me back up. We you know I think we need to address that. 
quite quickly. I mean, Johnny Evans for me is is Rolls Royce. Uh, the lad Fafana looks like he's got great potential. He's going to make mistakes because he's young, and you you see that in his game. Um, and but if they're going to persist with the back three, I, I think you need to to add to that um, because I think he's well, while he's he's doing a decent job. I think going forward against better teams, and um, that would be uh, a weaker point of the team, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th I think I think in a normal season with all the players fit, he he wouldn't have been getting this number of yeah, games played. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it's are, are we going to let him go? That, that that's going to be a question. But uh, right, we're just going to take um, a, a quick. I do apologise if this isn't working. If anybody's watching, but this is going so slow today. But um, we're going to have a break. Then we'll have a look at some comments, and then uh, we're going to talk uh, talk the goals. Um, Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch. Uh, this is the Drink to Work. Lester till I die. Well, that worked. <laughs> that didn't work at all, did it? Let's try. Hey, you're watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad, and Mark. It's wonderful. It doesn't. It just. I can't hear you, mate. If you're talking, I can't hear you. It's completely gone, the sound. I can see your lips moving, but I can't hear anyone. Okay, come back now. Yeah, that's better. Is that back? Yeah, yeah I think better. the video is trying to play. Um, yeah, it was. And it may well have worked out to the guys that are watching, because sometimes when I watch these back, it does. But uh, uh, I need to put another mouse in that wheel, get it working properly. Um, yeah. Gary on uh, YouTube, if this will come up. Good evening, Gary. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, actually, I thought he scored two goals. Something about Madders bothers me. He seems to play in his own head and wants to be the hero. Doesn't bring in open teammates. Contrast to Vardy, who set up both goals. He did. I think also Justin should get a mention for the goals because with both of those, he got some good, uh, good crosses in. Um, your friend here, Brad Ryan, uh, played brilliantly today, I heard. Uh, I presume he's on about, uh, <laughs> I think he might be on about Perez there, but uh, he did yeah. mention me privately about him. Um, sorry, uh, Facebook user, sorry, guys, great win and great banter, great show. Thank you very much. I don't know who you are, you haven't put your name on, but thanks for that. Um, it was nice seeing City take a game like this seriously. We too often ease off certain teams. Great performance from that's from Sam. Uh, Mark Chorner, the way JJ ran with the ball at them tonight, honestly reminded uh, of the same energy that N'Golo Kante had. What about JJ in midfield? What, what do you think on that one, Julian? Um, no, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, as a, as a footballer, you sort of, you've, you've got maybe your best position than maybe maybe one or two others that you might be able to drop into. But, um, you know, for me, with the pace he's got, I mean, it's a different thing when you're a fullback, you've got nothing behind you. There's the touchline there. You've got that confidence. When you're in the middle of the park, you've got to have so much more awareness and it's a different sort of skill uh, altogether. Something I really struggled with like, as a centre-back. There's nothing behind me. I know that. There's that little comfort zone. So, you know, I know that there's no trouble behind me. I can see everything. And he's the same. And it might be that if you bring people like that into the middle of the park, it might not suit them. 
Uh, it certainly didn't, you know, myself as a player, I found that really, really difficult. And you can see the better midfield players, they're always looking over the shoulders, their heads are non-stop, and they've got such awareness of any potential danger or what space they're in and where to move. And it's a different mindset. So for me, he's got the pace and the physicality to play in that wide area. And I think he does it well. And I definitely wouldn't look to change him. Yeah. A message there for Brad, who um, this, this guy spends more time in a Leicester forum than he does in a Spurs forum. Back in the title yeah. race, Brad, I don't think we are ever out of it, were we? No, I've always said that. I mean, when we went on that bad run, results seemed to favour us. And, you know, sometimes it's not about what you do. It, it's about how you respond. And we responded to results around us very well. And, and that's the promising thing. And now we're in a position where you, you, you're, not, you're not out of the title race in December, but you're also not really in it in December. You know, we probably are in, 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 the, in the last of the filter before you know, going into the Christmas rush, which is where the season for me is predominantly moulded out. I mean, you've got a, you've got a basic mould of how it's going to probably look come the end of the season where clubs are in that sort of area. Even a certain relegated, relegation-threatened Arsenal might actually surprisingly be a team that's in and down in the bottom half of the season this season. But you've got a long Christmas to go, and then we we we, we won't even know realistically then. But we'll have a better idea. But it's just yeah. great to be where we are this season. Um, and we we all know that uh, Tottenham, won't, Tottenham won't stay up there. They'll be uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll uh, blow it. Craig, there. Good evening, Craig. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're happy there. Uh, I wonder if we have a Gerard Lampard issue, as Tillman seems not to play as well when Madison plays with him. Rarely do they both play well together. I didn't hear Tillman's name mentioned much, um, and the commentator on, um, on on Amazon said that he said, like, you know, they've they, they've done they've gone about the job, and I don't think he had a bad game, but just he just did what what he had to do. Yeah, he kind of took the Mendy appraise tonight, didn't he? He kind of just did his job, got around it, and just got on with it. And maybe that was something that maybe trying to do too much, trying to be a bit too fancy at times, and trying to always find the same player over time. It's kind of got knocked out of him a little bit, and it's just been kept being simple. Because I know, and I know we'll get onto it later in the show, but that second half was just contrast to a side that knew the result, knew the situation, and, and played it to that thing. It wasn't as fast and as flowing as the first half, but it didn't need to be. And, and sometimes you just need a place to do the basics, go unnoticed and just do the job because more times than not, if they're doing the job right, you don't hear of them and that's the best thing about it. Yeah. I mean, Julian, just one question. Yeah. Sorry, the, go, on, the no, goal, go on. Let's have a look at the goals, Julian. Uh, I mean, that, that third one, you know, with Madison's, it was like sublime, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, we all know, uh, like James, he just he strikes a ball ever so well. I know there's a lot of comparison between him and Grealish at the moment. I do think while they're playing roughly the same positions, they're, they're totally different players. Grealish more gets on the ball and dribbles. Madison is just executing the passes, uh, his ball striking, set pieces, free kicks. Uh, he sort of sees passes that not every player sees, brings players into games, uh, particularly like, obviously, he's got a... Uh, a good guy in front of me in Vardy making the runs for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's his strength for me, is that uh, and I thought he did that excellent tonight. And obviously with the goal, it was such a, a great strike on his supposed week of four that we all know that ball striking is, is uh, you know, is what he's very good at. Yeah. And as, as a... Well, for a little, come back to you, Brad, first of all, on the goals. I mean, 
Justin, again, for, for a couple of those, swapped over down that wing, got the ball into the box. But, you know, at three, I thought we were going to go on, but it, it was the three good goals. I mean, long time waiting for the second one. VAR, I mean, we've not mentioned it for a while. VAR on that second goal, I'm stood here, well, stood here, I was sat here on, on the site, ready to post that we'd got a second goal, waiting to see whether it was going to be allowed. It does take something out of the game, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it took the game out of rugby. It, you know, it took something out of the game of rugby for a while. It took something out of the game for cricket a while. It's not something that was ever going to come in, despite how many competitions have it, and just run smooth from the word get going. Yeah, tonight was probably the first time we've had a VAR decision that took a while to get going. I mean, mm-hmm. ironically, I, I used to say, and I still stand by it, that Jonathan Moss was always liked to be the centre of attention when he was refing. And guess who was the VAR official today that gave the decision and checked it? It was Mr. Was Jonathan, Jonathan Moss. Moss yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct answer there, Chris. But yeah, yeah it was one of them, <laughs> and they have to be checked. I mean, they're there for clear and obvious and offside calls. And at the end of the day, it needed to be checked. It needed to be done. And at least it wasn't some daft off offside given for his little finger being off. It was onside because the parts of his body that can be involved in the goal were behind the play. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed a lot this season, I know we've been more predominant down the right this season than, than we have been down the left. Uh, we've had a lot of goals that way that have fed into Vardy naturally. I remember Under's got two assists similarly. Justin's got one. Castagne's had a few. We do favour that side and it's good that we've got the likes of an Albright and, and a Barnes to mix it up on the left, someone that can control it. You know, uh, that first half, gave us the opportunity to give out a second half that was a professional standard. It wasn't all yeah. fancy and it wasn't brilliant and it wasn't fast and furious, but it didn't need to be because of that first half. And it's kind yeah. of, it's really good to see the link up play from the wide men into the, uh, giving service into the middle. Okay. I, I've got to ask you this, Julian, and, and, I, and I'm interested in, I, I sort of, great having you and Brad here, because we have Brad sort of answering me as a fan and you answering as an ex-player, and it, and it's great to see sort of the you know, the contrast. And yes, but three nil half time, we were cruising, two goals in quick succession, uh, just before half time. We had thirty, and I know Brad doesn't like sh- stats, but the fact of the matter is, we had thirteen shots in that first half. We had three in the second. Um, we do, do you as players? Do you come out at three nil up second half? And sit back a little bit, not say sit back and tell, take it easy, but so, sort of step down a gear, you know, because we didn't need to sort of play like we had in the first half. We've got another game coming up on Wednesday. As players, does that go through your mind? Uh, not really. I mean, I think different teams give you different problems. And tonight, I thought that the, the lads played it absolutely perfectly because all they wanted to do in the second half was not make any mistakes, not give Brighton any encouragement by making mistakes and, and not really give them a sniff. And, and they, they sort of carried that out perfectly. So, you know, against the better team, it might have been different. It might have been harder work to do that. But we, we did what we had to do. And if you've got that ability to do that, to see a game out, I think it's a, it's a great example of where the squad is. Um, you know, like I say, if, if Brighton nick a goal, if we keep pushing, like you say, with three 0 up, do we keep pushing? And you do, and the hitters on the break and score, then the you know the, the the mood of the game changes. And I think we just kept the mood of the game how we wanted to second half, and like I say, executed it uh, to perfection. And uh, you know, 
they didn't really for me. You huffed, they huffed and puffed Brighton. Uh, I didn't really feel like they were a danger second half, particularly as they, I did do in the first 20 minutes when the game was really, really open and it was nil-nil. You know, so for me, it was just it was just game management. The gaffer will have said that at half time. Let's not do anything daft. Let's just you know keep them in front of us uh, and see it out. And and they did it you know to the letter. Yeah, and I mean I, that sums up with my notes. I mean I, I sort of making notes so I know sort of things to ask you when we, we come into the show. And in the first half, I had a sort of literally almost a full A4 sheet. In the second half, it was a third of that. <laughs> it was, uh, but let, let's. Let, I know. Let me just show you guys this graphic because this looks good at the moment. Again, if it's going to work, there we go. I mean, you know, we have played twelve games. Uh, we're sort of a third of the way, almost through the season. We are playing two games a week, literally, um, and obviously we've got Christmas when there's always a few extra games coming up. We've got one of the worst injury problems in the Premier League, and yet we're. We qualified first of our Europa League group, and we're there third in the table. I mean, Brad, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it always makes for pretty reading when your team's up there and doing well and, and, and winning games like, like we have been doing. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to always be as level-headed as possible. And even when we've lost, I've always tried to calm the reaction down and... and, and try and pick out the positives, which isn't always easy to do. But as you know, I'm not favourable for stats and I'm never going to get drawn in on this. Are we in a title race this early in the season, no matter how well it's going? But it was yeah. nice to hear when I was watching the game when Leicester went 1-0 up. And I think it was mentioned again at half-time that the, that the commentators actually, for the first time, I think in my life ever, turned around and went, Leicester are heading into a title race in style. And I thought, Flip me, that's the first time this season we've probably been getting accredited as a team, as a genuine team that the that, that, you know, pundits are seeing as a team that's going to be fighting for it in December. So, yeah, that, that, that was a nice little positive. But, yeah, it's always nice to read it. And, I mean, there's a few teams that if you probably pull up a full scale of that table that would be very happy with how their year's gone. And we're fortunate that we're the third best in the Premiership right now <laughs> in where we are and having the third... I, I, I didn't have enough space to include the full table to wear Arsenal. It's all right. I was going to say, you'd have, to, you'd have an error off. You'd have to load up a different stream just for that. <laughs> yeah, for two pages. <laughs> Julian, my, my son sent me, um, uh, and he made a very good point. He sent me during the week a, a picture from Sky, and it had sort of the top managers talking about a title race, who, who's going to be in the title race. And there was the normal six managers that you would expect to be there. So what you would call the big six clubs. There's also Brendan Rodgers in. So there was actually seven managers in there. And I asked, I've been talking to this with other, t other um, fans when we do the opposition view. Is this big six thing a bit of a sort of a, a, a falsehood, if you like? You never know if they're going to break into the big six, but are, are we should be sort of making it a big seven. <laughs> Well, I think I think with the big six, you know, the, the in sixteen when we won the league, obviously there were a couple of clubs who I don't say they underperformed, but they didn't perform as fans we would expect them to. So you know, right now Arsenal, you know, at the wrong end of the table, Man City, Man United, both you know uh, behind them. So you know, every year you could say that they would be in that top four year in year out, and due to you know changes at the club, changes in management, players, and everything, they you know they they sort of still considered top six. 
or the big six, but are they really? I don't think they are, if I'm honest, because, you know, they've, um, particularly Arsenal, it's a bad loss for them tonight, and they're, they're sort of like a few points above the relegation. So we've actually won more games than anyone else in the league. We've won eight, but unfortunately, uh, we've had no draws. So, you know, if we could have converted a few of the losses into a draw, we'd be in a much better position. But I'm sure we've won eight games, and the next best is Liverpool and Spurs, who, who both won seven. So, you know, again, on, on the league table, we're actually, you know, we are a top top four club at the moment. And I think, again, when we spoke a few weeks ago, we were all a bit down after the Fulham game, but that's the magic of football. You know, we'd had a couple of bad results on the spin. It was, you know, are we going to get out of this slump? And then a few weeks later, we're sat here sitting pretty in, in third after a great performance. And, you know, that's just why we all love the game so much. I was just, I don't know what why it just came to me. I think you were sort of, you were talking about 15, 16, and obviously Claudio and what have you. If he'd have been making as many changes as Brendan had, he would have been crucified, Julian, wouldn't he? I think in that, in that, the way that we played at the time, it suited the personnel. I think, you know, we sat back and, you know, we had uh, Wes at the back, you know, and it, it, it suited, you know, how, how he was, you know, don't disrespect great centre half. Um, but the way that we set up against teams, and I think the team did really pick itself. And we probably didn't have the players that we've got now back up. Like, you know, tonight we bring on Harvey Barnes, who I thought he did really well when he came on. So yeah. maybe we didn't have that backup at the time. And, you know, Claudio was just thinking, this is my best 11. I heard Roy, Roy Keane talking about it yesterday, saying, you know, at Man United, you know, everyone's all for this squad rotation as long as I'm not involved in it. So, you know, as a player, you want to play week in, week out. And again, when you've got a team getting the results... And managing that, then then you do keep the same team. And uh, I'm not a massive believer in the squad rotation, if I'm honest. You look at Man United now and their results are suffering. And I don't think he knows his best formation or team just yet. And for me, that's an issue for that club. So, you know, I know Brendan changed it around. He's obviously got the confidence in the players. And he said, you know, if they do work on it in training and, you know, they do work on the different formations and swapping during a game, you know, that's fantastic. But um, for me, get your best 11 out and get, get your results and you, you sort of build momentum off that. Exactly. Now, I'm going to give Brad some credit here, and I know everybody will fall off the chairs when I say that, <laughs> including Brad. But just remind me of your – and I, I've done so many shows, and it's really weird because earlier today I was doing the uh, Opposition View show for the next game before we'd played <laughs> Brighton. I was doing Everton earlier, and we still got Brighton to play. So I could have this wrong, but what score prediction did you go for tonight, Brad? Oh, 3-0. I got it spot no, on tonight. 3-1. Oh, 3-1. Three three one one. One. I thought I got 3-0. I couldn't remember. I know I got 3-0 in my year. Can I just say, uh, just shows what the rest of us know here, because, again, oh, this just isn't working. But um, the actual – here we go. Steve Walsh went 2-1 along with myself. Steve Lineitz went for a 1-1. One, one, and Ian Marshall actually said that we'd lose 2-1. Brad, these ex-players, what what do they know? I don't know, Julian. What 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 do you know? Well, <laughs> he's, he's always very negative anyway, so it's it's in his sense of humour. But so I'm not surprised he went for the defeat. But uh, I think Brighton have done okay. They've had a couple of good results. Uh, I mean, the problem is, that, I mean, everyone had them scoring, and that's that's obviously a problem with theirs at the moment, scoring goals. Um, which you know, obviously, we we benefited from that tonight with that early chance. So. Um, yeah, but as ex-players, I mean, it's uh, it's a toss of the coin. When you, I mean, I think I had an hacker today that went down on the first leg. So, well, you know, exactly what do we know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always, because I went for 2-1, and it's not the fact that I could necessarily see them scoring, 
but just recently I could see us conceding, if you like. But mm. yeah, you know, I mean, all credit, they they didn't do anything in front of goal, and and I think we 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 just played it out comfortably at the end. Brad mentioned this earlier, and we'll come to Brad first and let us know if you sort of agree with this. Um, please, please, here we go. Hey, Alan Bennett, who very nicely does, or very kindly does my match stats. He rates the manager and the team and picks the man of the match for me. In fairness, straight after the game. So he's sort of, he's very much a, a sort of knee-jerk reaction to the performance. Uh, the manager, I've got to agree with that, 10 um, because he, he he did get it right, he made that early switch. He made the substitutions when we needed them. The team, again, I think you know that he's probably got it spot on there. And for me, it was it was a case of Madison or or Justin, like I say. Brad, first of all, do you agree with those? Yeah, Alan might fall off his chair hearing me say this, but for once, I agree with him. I wouldn't bump any of their numbers up or down. He's he got it spot on. You know, the manager lined up a formation, like I said, for what everybody expected Brighton to line up like. And when they didn't line up like that, he very quickly and he picked up on that, changed it kind of kind of sneakily. Like, not even the Brighton didn't see the change coming unless they kind of just shuffled around like 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 it was a secret mission and went, right, we'll just change it back to the fore at the back and it worked. And, and there was an interesting point. I, I do want to ask this question Um towards Julian because I agree with him on Fuchs on, on the fact that I don't I don't think he's someone that you know as credit to him as a talent you know would be expecting to get this much game time and something Johnny Evans picked up his fifth yellow card and I do apologise if he was about to bring this up Chris but tonight but one of the comments that you put up Chris said that maybe indeed he would go into the centre-back role that we know he's featured in a few times a season before um, you, you know he has played there before would you go with that or would you stick Fuchs in there if it's going to go to results or back four against Everton? Because we won't have Evans and Sionchu, I just can't see just suddenly returning to full strength. And have would you then sit Ndidi back in his deep, uh, central defensive role? Would you take that considering? Uh, yeah, I would, yeah, just on, on his uh, athleticism. I mean, uh, you've got obviously then Mendy to come in and cover his position and he's been doing, you know, okay. I thought indeedy tonight, and it's something that Chris touched on earlier about other players, but I thought he was very, very good in the fact that he was so anonymous in the game. Um, he, he just, um, you didn't really notice him, but he broke things up and as soon as he got the ball, he laid it to a teammate, job done and just got on with the game. I thought he, he had a very, very good, comfortable game. Uh, as part of the backbone. But yeah, I think I'd be more likely in a four to stick him uh, back in there, knowing that Mendy could come in and I think would be a bit stronger like that. And so, and that say it is a concern that was quite, you know, that we do need a bit more backup in that area. And hopefully that's something that they're looking at. It is, I mean, Evans is out. Obviously, he's banned for the next game now. Is Toyoncho, do we know, is he is he fit at all or is he likely to be coming back? I've just not heard anything and I thought if he was going to get any time to be ready for that game, he would have been on the bench and put on today, especially when it was 3-0 and we was in control the way we were. And the funny thing is today is what, what, what might have swayed me to that thinking of Wars and Didi at the back is, ironically, considering all the all the out the, the talk at the end of the season about him, that's the first Premier League game Mendy's not started this season. And I think you'd feel a lot more confident than we did before the season putting Mendy in that role and dropping Ndidi back because he's just played it well 
over Christian yeah. Fuchs, who might he's, he's warranted a rest, to be honest. So he's a, he's earned a rest um, to to have indeed a centre back. It's a shame we haven't got a Marty really because he's sort of you know um, play a, a, quite a few different positions. But Julian, I'm going to bring you into this uh, conversation now because every week we seem to have a, a chat, and he's he's not actually had a mention yet. But he can't go through a chat here without mentioning the uh, "can I have a pee, please, Bob?" word, Perez. Now. <laughs> He had an absolute blinder midweek. Well, I say blind. He had a good game uh, midweek. Um, I was trying to watch him to see how he played today. Uh, what did you think of him today, Julian? Uh, I didn't think he set off the greatest because I, I was sort of looking at the selection and the way that they, that we set up. And, you know, you think obviously you've got Barnes on the bench. And I quite like Barnes, to be honest. He's, he's quite positive when he gets on the ball. But... Perez is a very good player. I think he's probably underperforming at the minute. He might not have the confidence, you know, if you know if it's not working for him like today. I just thought he really seemed to struggle in the first half of the game. But then as the game changed and we went 3-0 up, it didn't really matter because everyone was just doing the job and everyone sort of became anonymous in this game management that we've already discussed. So uh, it didn't. It wasn't a massive concern. But... Um, yeah, I, I mean, when he was at Newcastle, I, I really rated him highly. And I know he's, he's had good games for Leicester, but he doesn't seem to do it consistently. So, um, you know, it might be one that he gets pulled out of the firing line and they give Barnes a bit of a run uh, and, and, and see if, you know. But then again, does that help his confidence? Probably not. So, not sure what the issue is with him. But, um, yeah, he, he was one of the, if I was marking them all out of 10 tonight, it, it would be one of the lesser scorers. Thank you, Brad. You, you, we can't not let you you have a word on Perez. I mean, I I, I liked Perez when we bought Perez. I thought he was a good player. Uh, you know, you can use the argument. I have many, 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 many times. You know, he's not being played in his right position. He had a good game midweek, and I so wanted him to come out tonight and just just do it again and just you know say yeah he can still do it. But he was he was up and down, wasn't he? He was kind of back to the right wing, Perez. For me, mm. he did a lot of running, and on the occasion, got things going and got it right. Granted, he did he did a lot more than he does for us out on the right wing where he was playing today. But he still, he, we, when you're playing in that sort of role, you need to do what Madison did tonight and what Barnes has done for us throughout the season. You've got to stand out, and he just didn't do that tonight. I have to agree with Julian. Now, I think out of all the players tonight, if you're if you're picking the low rate, you know, who who was the one that was the low rateist, I think you've got to give it to Perez because he just didn't impress. He didn't stand out. Uh, I agree with the comment that he goes down too easy and he's not the only one that's, that's a fool for that, you know. Um, but, you know, he has been out of the team for a while and after such a positive impact in the midweek, he was kind of hoping... That, that would be the case that he would use that and maybe you know and I know the keeper made a good save from his chance today but it was chance you know not chances we're not talking about two or three chances or two or three assists tonight we're talking about a, a performance that wasn't really no, noted of anything worthwhile because you know especially in that second half and okay no one really had a, an overall terrific performance in that second half, but that's because the tempo of the game, we didn't allow it because of the way we played it. But in, in the first half where we grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, 
when we when we changed formation, he was probably the only one that didn't really stand out at any point in that game for me. And that was the disappointing thing, because I always said, if we're going to keep him as a right winger, he's ineffective. And I stand by that, because when he's out on the right, he's crap, he's awful. But when he was finally played in his position, and you've seen how hard it is to keep a position, not just through injuries, but the performances that we're seeing out there, you know, you know, you could have argued that if it wasn't for, for, for the raw extra talent and and gloss and class that indeed he adds, you know, Mendy probably felt aggrieved about not starting tonight. And Perez hasn't Perez has left me has left himself wanting a bit because, you know, Barnes, you, you could argue could get in that position probably the most likely to take that role. Or if you're going to drop Albright in and put Barnes out there, then you're going to eventually going to say whether you're strong enough or not, mate, we need to give under his Premier League starts because Perez isn't cutting it in, in, in that area of the pitch. We've got another game coming up very quickly on Wednesday, uh, Sunday to Wednesday, which uh, no European football this week, but we're back to Everton. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to see some changes and we're still going to see some squad rotation. That said, guys, just quickly before we go, we've got, I say, no European game this week, but we have got the draw tomorrow morning at 12. Um, and if anybody's going to be watching, myself and Mark, uh, who does the European show with me, we're going to be doing a live a live show based around the draw. Um, anybody you think that you would fancy us getting tomorrow? Red Star Belgrade, where are them for last time? <laughs> I'll get it out of the way for you, Julian. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> no, I think you know. With that, it's just it's a bit of an adventure. It's a great thing to be involved in, and it, it doesn't really matter. I think it's just good for us to be there. Like you say, we've been struggling with injuries, and we seem to be coming through it. And you know, if we do come through the other side and get the players back in, you know, this period that we've gone through now, and actually still had good results and qualified, uh, you know, both at home and abroad. I think it just shows you that we're in uh, quite a strong strong position. So, you know, it's just one of those, bring whoever it is on and we'll go and deal with it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, it's weird, it's Sunday, it's Monday. There's, there's something going on all the time at the moment. The, the joy of being a top club, eh? <laughs> That's uh, what it is. Um, Julian, thank you very much for joining us, as always. Uh, and I, I, do, I do love the... Uh, the fan uh, from Brad and the so ex-player professional from you. Uh, one of the three of us knows what we're talking about, and I think it could be you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know, Don't Julian. They'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, although, although Brendan does listen in just to see what Brad's uh, got to say, and he does follow his Instagram, <laughs> as, as, does, as does Mrs. Ahern and Mrs. Twigger, but we won't go there. But uh, <laughs> Julian, thanks very much. Hopefully, you can join us on Wednesday night. Uh, no it's a five o'clock kickoff, so it won't be as late as this. So, thank God, because I need to get my beauty sleep. But uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Julian. You take care no of yourself and stay safe. Take care, Julian. Take care. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. And Brad, we'll see you on um, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like to, to thank all my fans that backed me for tonight's player versus fan reaction because I think that went well for me tonight with the score prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I do when 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 when, uh, you know, when credits due, I do give it to you. I do give yeah. it to you. But, um, but no, it's, it's, um, like, it's like trying to it's like trying to find gold. But still, I'll take it when it comes along. <laughs> <laughs> 
thanks to Mark. Uh, and I, I really, guys, thanks for sticking with us as well because I know this hasn't worked properly this evening. Uh, I've only I've got a new microphone. Um, thanks to Mark for that, and thanks to uh, Facebook user here who said the same again. Great show tonight. I don't know what's been going on because before I came on, I, I cleaned the computer, I restarted it. But it just doesn't want to work for us. So thanks for sticking well, with us. Because you tried to clean it with bleach, didn't you? Technically, what? Sorry, tried to clean it with bleach. That's why when it's <laughs> clean, it. <laughs> yeah, well, Trump said it works, so I was, I was just going to get through <laughs> it. But uh, hey, five o'clock on Wednesday, Everton kick off. It's on Amazon again. If you haven't got your Amazon Prime free month, I have done. I tell you what, saving a fortune on my Christmas presents. But I get to watch all the Leicester games as well, and I don't, and I can cancel it after a month. So get in there with your Amazon Prime free offers, everybody. Brad, we'll see you on post match on Wednesday. Thanks very much, and stay safe. Yeah, see you then. Hopefully talking enough win. And thanks, everybody, tonight to everybody that's joined in and Julian. And, yeah, thanks, Chris. Pleasure as always, mate. Cheers, and It is a pleasure indeed. Thanks very much, mate. And thanks to everybody that joined in with all their comments. Um, and like I say, more than anything, thank you so, so much for sticking with us. Um, like I said, I don't really know what was going on tonight. Um, we'll have a practice run and try and get it right for tomorrow. Join us because I will be back tomorrow at 11.30 uh, with Mark and we will be going through the uh, the Europa Cup round of 32 draw. Uh, we follow the Champions League, so it should be about 12, but knowing how you know, UEFA do these things, the Champions League draw will probably go on longer than it's meant to. Uh, but we will be back then, uh, like I say, 11.30am, me and Mark, and the Europa League round of 32 draw. And then Wednesday, we've got Everton, 5pm kickoff at the King Power. And Brad and me, join us then again for um, the post match show uh if you're watching this or you haven't been watching this or you've missed a bit of it and you want to watch it on catch up lester till i die tv on youtube please like i say give us a, a follow we're so close to hitting our, our next target um in subscribers so if you could subscribe we would love you to bits and mrs 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 ahern and mrs twigger if you subscribe i'll send dale round <laughs> Sorry, send Brad round for you, and he'll uh, he'll look after you for the evening. How? Can, what more can I say? I can see him smiling in the background, though. He's, he's nodding his head. I think he's nodding his head. <laughs> Subscribe, um, and of course, if you want to listen to this again, um, you can get us in about half an hour on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, Google, and uh, Anchor, and all the best ones there on the on the uh, podcast. I'll see you tomorrow at eleven thirty, guys. Whatever you do, stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Shut up and sit down.
Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.